Said it, I meant it podcast. Bite my tongue for no one. I'm Kevin Chio coming to you as always with my good friend Richard Vasquez. It's good to be back with you, brother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, all the fans were pretty hurt that we didn't uh, have a podcast last week. Sorry, guys. I was down and uh, doing a work thing and uh, I didn't realize it, but it was also the Dodgers Padres series. Oh, so it was packed. It was Diego. packed, bro. You said packed. I didn't realize it. I really didn't. I it, it was such a blur. The pat the God, August has been insane trying to keep track of my family where they are. My mom went to Alaska, came back at the beginning. Uh, my son went to Texas, came back. Next day, I went to San Diego. We went on vacation. Then we had the draft. We've had it's it's fuck. August was insane. So I love August. It was crazy, but yeah, I stayed in a haunted hotel. That's cool. Yeah, it was creepy as fuck, dude. Like, it's known to be a haunted hotel? Or? That's, what the, that's what the people at the hotel said. I, that's cool. They I just said that you know. Yeah, because I walked up and I was like, hey, man, this place is creepy as hell. Is it haunted? And the guy goes, no. <laughs> and I thought, wrong emphasis. Like, <laughs> the answer is no. Like, we've never. The, the idea that was like, no. With a question, I said, Okay, this place is haunted. Which room's haunted? He goes, 309. I was like, okay. You're like, I'm in 310. Fuck. 324. Oh, same Right around the corner. Yeah, yeah. It was creepy. What? Do you want to say the name of the hotel? The, Hor- the Horton Grand Hotel. It's right near... Um, right near the beach, man. Right, right near Petco Park, right by the Gaslamp District yeah. in downtown. So, Boy. Yeah. Um, shitty hotel room. Didn't... Oh, fuck. Let me tell you, I because it was a work thing, I'm working all day. I ordered some food, and I planned to just heat it up for breakfast so I can get up and go. Yeah. yeah. No, no fucking microwave. Like, how do you not have a fucking microwave in the room? There was a fridge. It, I, don't, I don't think uh, hotels normally have microwaves. You have to go to the ones that have the um, extended stays. They have microwaves. They even have, like, sometimes... I uh, dude, I can't those. remember the last hotel I stayed... Well, yeah, I can now, but... That didn't have a fucking microwave. And I usually stay at like Double Trees or. Not that I'm bougie, but I think the Double no, Trees. No, but I mean, if they're extended stays, though. I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's just. I know because it's got a big bathtub. We always get the same hotel place. We, we being my fiance and I. I was, like, um, I was like, who are you getting these rooms with? Yeah, one giant king and a big ass bathtub that two people can share. I'll. I'll if you, got, if you want to go, I'll send you the address. Yes, you yeah. can send me. I want to stay in the same room. How, uh, <laughs> how have you been? I was I was busy last week. You didn't do the show. No, I did not. What did we do on Wednesday? I don't even fucking remember. Oh, you know what I did? I ate dinner, and I fell asleep like at 8 o'clock. Went to sleep early? Dude. Oh. Woke up feeling like a champ. When you don't have work, it's pretty nice. Bro, because... Raquel was like, what are you going to do tonight? I was like, nothing. 
literally nothing. Fucking, we ate dinner. We watched like an episode or two of whatever show we were watching. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to sleep. Fucking went straight to the room. Was asleep by like 8, 8.30. It's fucking sweet. Oh, Sometimes, yeah. you know, when you like those days where you don't have work and you're just like, what do I do? I'm just going to fucking be lazy. Yeah. You know, and you know how you were talking about how like this month has been like, not like a blur, but like a busy, busy month. Well, you know, with this new job, like, there's just been a lot of events, a lot of things, like, and then we were doing, like, the tax courses, so, like, you know, we were up to, like, you know, maybe not super late, but, like, 9, 30, 10, doing those courses, like. Which is, you get up a lot earlier than I do, like, because I wake up at 7, you wake up oh, at. Oh, yeah, yeah. You wake up at, like, 5, right? Yeah, I wake up, like, at 5. So, I go to bed at midnight, so 10 is, you know, 10 would be in the same, like, yeah. sleep cycle, would be when I would fall asleep. So if I was still doing stuff at nine o'clock, like that's rough. Yeah. So like usually like the day, like our podcast, I'll have, like I'll wake up like 30 minutes later, just, just because, you know, it's like, and and the thing is I don't have to be at work at any specific time. Right. I just like to get there early to get like, kind of like the day going with the guys in the, in the shop. Plus you set an example and you're leader. So for the most part. Yeah, I try to I try to get there at seven. Um but last night we took a bunch of customers to the Angel game. We had a, a suite and I mean I think I got home like around like ten thirty or eleven, like not like super late, but, but it was you still late got enough. A shit shower shave to get to bed. Yeah, it was I don't do it any of those. I take a shit, but You don't shower before bed? No. I always shower before bed. I take a shower in the morning. Sometimes I do that too. No, I have to take a shower in the morning, it's weird. If I take a shower at night, too, then I'm all, like, wet. Yeah, that's fine with me. I can't sleep sweaty, and I sweat a lot. Fuck, it's like the temperature dropped, like, 20 degrees. I'm still in shorts. I'm not wearing shoes, and I'm in a tank top. But I saw you went to the Dodger game today, or did you just post it? No, I just – well, that was I, – I posted it when we went. I posted it on my story. But um, I was just looking at the pictures, and it made me laugh because he – like, dude, Ezra was so good, man. Like, he, like, didn't – I mean, he fussed up, like, obviously, you know, and we just had, like, walk him around. He, he just doesn't, he, dude, he's for sure my kid. He has, like, FOMO, and he has, like, like, like he just needs to be doing, he needs to be moving. First off, I completely believe it's your kid, but the fact that he's not fussy, I think, plays against your, he's your kid thing. <laughs> Touche. Um, but, yeah, no, he's definitely your kid. I, um, and... You know, spending a few days on vacation with him and you and your family, yeah, he's fine. Like, he's he is just fine. So he, this is justification for everything that I've been saying about him, about, like, how he doesn't, like, really Oh, cry. I didn't hear him. I didn't hear him cry. Um, the, the only couple of times he got fussy was when he was laying down. He couldn't see what was going on. That's and he saying. just wanted somebody to... And what I like, there was a couple of times where I just went over there and stood over him, and I was like, "What? Like, what do you want? And he stopped, you right? just want you just want to see stuff. Like, you're being metiche." And he stopped, and he laughed, and then it was like, "All right, I played with him for a little while until somebody else came, and I was like, all right, your turn." But yeah, no, he's for under a year. You usually don't want to be in the same house as somebody whose child is under a year because they're going to cry at night. They're going to cry going to bed. They're going to cry when wet. They're going to cry when hungry. They're going to, 
chocolate. He makes you know? this, <coughs> and that's when we're like, oh, he's hungry. Yeah, like you heard, I heard him a couple times just like, uh, uh, like just needing something. Like I need something, and it was, you know, I looked around like somebody, somebody get the kid something. Like he's about, and my thing was, I'm, I get on edge. Like he's about to cry. He's about to cry. And he, ne part of it is that you guys know what that sound is. So it's like he's hungry. Bam. He's what I, I don't. This is not an indictment, but I never saw anybody change him. Like, <laughs> I mean, he got changed. I, I believe it, but I. So you know, we're, we're like, on a very good cycle like, or like a, a, a schedule with him. Mm -hmm. So like he wakes up, he gets changed right away. Yeah. So he always yeah. has a fresh diaper on. When he wakes up. That's, when he wakes up. Used to do that too. And then, you know, throughout, not the day, but like, you know, for an hour or two, he'll be in that diaper and then we feed him. And then if he doesn't go to sleep and he's like fighting it or whatever, then we'll just change him again. Yep. And, you know, he had diaper rash in like the first like month that he was alive or like three weeks or four weeks or whatever. But then. Not uncommon. Yeah. Raquel took care of it. Like, you know. But paste. Yes, exactly. And then we just were on top of his. Like, he takes a shit, and we change him right away. Like, How often do you change his diaper, and it's like, well, uh, this one really isn't. It probably happens fairly often. And I, that's the way I did it with RJ, too, is changed it out. Like, it was just, okay, th this is you the time. Like, every few hours or something, you change it. And it's like, well, this one isn't. He probably would have been okay, but let's just change it. That way he's in a fresh diaper. Yeah, like, there's time, you know, because like, they have the little blue line on it. Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't. Did you I, know that? I don't know. Oh, then I have that one, RG. So it's very similar to like... The pregnancy. Yes. <laughs> there's, a, there's a blue line down like their crotch area. Mm. And basically if they pee, the, the I'm sorry, the line's like a different color. But then when they pee, it turns blue. Turn, yeah. So sometimes like if it's like half a line means he peed a little bit, we'll just change them just to change them. Or maybe the ones I bought just never had that. I don't remember. But I don't remember Maybe. seeing it. But all the diapers we've gone have yeah. had that. Didn't matter what brand they were. Um, but yeah, he was. I barely noticed there was a baby there, except wondering like, uh, is somebody watching the child when stuff happened? But and he was just laying there. Yeah, usually. Yeah. I did. What I saw the most, and it stood out to me, was how much Drew and Scarlett would lay down and play with their brother oh yeah yeah yeah. they're usually pretty interactive until they their video they want to do something yeah, out their own thing else, but, yeah. but it was good it was cute to it was cute to watch them interact as much as they did um yeah it was fun uh for those of you who kind of don't know how we transitioned from like the dodger game rich and i went on vacation a couple weekends ago um did some Sea doing and yeah, jet like skis, uh, pontoon boat, um, made s'mores. Stinking Scarlet and her little brave way soaked me with the sea do. So I'm gonna have to get her back on that one. She's a little daredevil, huh? I was impressed. I was impressed at how she was just like, let's roll, like let's go. Not like not scared at all. And I can tell you that like, I. I grew up with a jet ski. Like, I think we were, I was eight when we got mine. Maybe younger. God, I don't remember. Jesus, I'll have to go back and look. And then uh, before that, and even up until the point where, like, I was 18, my dad, we always had a boat. So we always did skiing. 
or jet skiing or something. So I always grew up. Water skiing? Water skiing, yeah. I always grew up on the water. Um, it's very Asian of you. It kind of is. Mostly fresh water, though. Not as much salt. But my other uncle, my uncles, they did a lot of salt stuff. But anyway, but I was always scared being on the sea dew, especially at Scarlet's age. Like, it's deep. This water is deep. We're going to sink to the bottom. And it wasn't until I turned, like, you know, 12 years old or something that, like, the brave side of me came out. And I started taking the sea dew out on my own and going around and... You know, shout out to my parents for letting a 12-year-old jump on a sea-doo and just head out into the middle of Lake Tahoe for an hour at a time. But, um, fuck, I, I realized that this that weekend, I realized how much I missed jet skiing. Yeah. It was, I mean, I, I never owned one, but I, I guess all the ones I've ever used. Or somebody else's. Or somebody else's. Yeah. And, it was fun. It was, I dude, like, just like the freedom of like going out there. But like I was explaining to you, because one of them was faster than the other one. Yeah, yeah. My hand started to hurt from holding it down because if you hold it all the way down, it's fine, but you're going fucking really fast. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you're trying to like throttle it a little bit so it's not like as fast, but that actually hurts more because the the you're squeezing the grip on what the, is that considered the, the, the throttle? The throttle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like it's now it's pushing against you because you're not. It'll close real easy. Yes. But if you throttle it a little bit, now it's trying to spring. You're trying to hold it in a specific spot where, yeah, you're not going too fast, but you're also not losing speed. Um, But it was fun, man. Honestly, like, the water was a little cold. Not like... It was at 7 in the morning. Not terribly cold. Not terribly. The wind, you know, the water hits you and then you're going... 50 60 miles an hour that gets cold yeah just from wind chill but um yeah getting up you know like like i like getting up real early i even i went in my pajamas to be on like the saturday morning i got up and i was like screw it i'm not gonna go back up and change and put my like board shirts on i was just like look i'm just gonna go so i jumped on my pajamas my shirt i know i think i threw my shirt out but took off and i was like two hours it's like, oh, it's so nice. The water's like glassy. You just slide across it. It was fun, man. I fucking miss jet skiing. I miss it so much. I mean, the house we were staying at was super nice. It was right on the water. Um, I feel bad for um, for Raquel because I came back in. I actually changed, put my board shorts on, and then she was like, oh, did you go out? And I was like, yeah, I went. It's great. Come, like, do you want to go? She had her baby, the baby in the head. Well, no. She, what did she say? It it seemed like she wanted to go. Like she was like, "Oh, okay." And I was like, "You should like go, grab him, go." And she was like, "Oh, uh, like maybe later." And I was like, "Do you want me to go with you? Like I'll go." So she was like, "Yeah." No hesitation. She was like, "Yep." I was like, "Okay." Very let's similar go. to Scarlet. Let's roll. So I jumped on, and I put the wrong key in mine. <laughs> so I was only able to go like 35 miles an hour. And so I don't know if that worked in her favor. Like if she would have really wanted to open them up all the way and jam out. But I don't know. I had fun 
going around with your girl. <laughs> we went over to the uh, observatory. Yeah, yeah. Like we headed over there and we kind of looked at it and it had, you know, it had moved a bit. Um, oh, the little spindle or whatever. Yeah, which I googled and I found out it's a sun observatory. Oh, so it, it's the opposite of what we thought. Yeah, it was. yeah. It tracks the sun and the sun's movement. Um, and then we went and looked over at the the old fashioned boats, and then we just went back. But she had told me about that. I didn't see them. We didn't. I didn't go either that far, or whatever direction it was in. Um, really, I kind of stayed in a certain area because honestly, all the houses look the same, <laughs> and I fucking kept getting lost going back. So I, they do, yeah. When, especially if you're not like, because I I kept looking back. What house was I going to look for? Yeah. You know? And I know it's that wooden one, but there's also a wooden one prior to it. It just looks different, but you know, after a while, you're just like, kind of like you're in the middle of the water, like, okay, is it Where this one or the next I? one? Um, we, so I went out, took the yellow one out a few times. I took it out once on my own, once with Raquel, I took it out once with Rick, and by the time we got back, it was almost out of fuel. I think it's a 15-gallon tank, and we put 13 in. So kind of you a You ran thing. through it. Yeah, I ran through it. I felt bad. I tried to fill it up. I tried to give him my card, but Rick wasn't having that. Um, <laughs> but, man, so I got back, let's call it Saturday evening, and Yvette was surprised because she had never seen anyone burn the tops of their the i guess is the back of your hand mm -hmm. she'd never seen anybody sunburned on the back of their hand before and i told her like i wish i could say that this was the first time i've done it but i've burnt the top of my hands probably you got burnt pretty bad real bad really bad i'm still peeling from it like like a lizard and you put sunblock on I did well I put sunblock on midway through Saturday and by that time I think it was a little too late you're already medium rare at that I was point, already huh? medium yeah yeah but uh, I didn't put sunblock on at all I did get a little bit of a glasses tan yeah um, and then obviously the farmer's tan bro look at my chocolate tan oh yeah <laughs> for those of you that are listening and can't see you have, I have lint, a, you have lint on your toe, too. I probably do, yeah. It's from walking around barefoot in here. <laughs> I have a solid tan from where my chanclas are. Like, it's sol It's a solid fucking brown, white, brown. You know what was cool about that place, and also not cool, was that walk up and that walk down. Yeah. That, that was pretty intense. Especially being, like, buzzed. No bueno. <laughs> like, dude, walking up that sand, I fucking felt like I was going to fall. Each time. Yeah. Each time. <laughs> I still, when we were trying to plug in that extension cord, and I was like, oh, we only need six more inches. And you do that. I did that little, like, flip to try and get it to go <laughs> around a rock, and it unplugged, and I had to climb all the way back up that sandy hill you're talking about. Yeah. And was, then you plugged it in, and then it was like, we need six more inches. And then we pulled it as tight as possible. You held it in. And then even when we pulled the, the extension cord as tight as possible, we still needed three more inches. We had to plug in another 100, 100 foot. feet. <laughs> 100-foot extension cord for no reason. <laughs> it was... Oh, God, that was so so difficult. 
One, one thing that I, I continue to stand by, we were over a mile in, in elevation. Okay. Like close to 6,000 feet. NFL players get oxygen when they go to Denver for Mile High Stadium because the air is thin up there. And they're top-notch athletes. So I'm going to go with that. That we're, we're, not we're, quite, close. we're not quite top-notch athletes, but we're also not playing in an NFL game. So, you know, but climbing up the stairs, that's our NFL game. Have you ever seen Kingpin? Oh, years ago. I don't remember it, though. With Woody Harrelson? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when, he, when they show to the... To the <laughs> The pro am or whatever it's called for for bowling, and then the Amish guy goes, "Wow, how it feels to be around so many top notch athletes." And there's like these big old fat guys eating hot dogs and shit. <laughs> that's pretty much what you're that talking about. That was what it was like. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah basically. Um, yeah, it was. I I really enjoyed spending time with you and your family. The kids were fun. Um, you know, every everybody had a great time. I miss jet skiing though. Fuck, I like I know it's not the point of going up there, but I could have spent all fucking day on the water. I, I got to the point. Uh, did you get this when you were going to sleep that it still felt like you were rocking? Were they no, like I, wasn't on, I wasn't on it that much. Oh, I mean, I went on it probably like four times. Yeah, but um, <sighs> so we. Rick and I went on it in the morning, the last day we were there, and yeah. he had Scarlett. Well, the best part about it was Scarlett wanted to go, right? So all three of us walked down, and then I, so I put my life jacket on, and I'm like, all right, Scarlett, get on, because I just figured she wanted to go. And yeah. she looked at me, and she was like, she just shook her head. I was like, What? You want to go on with me? And she just like kind of just looked at me, right? Like she didn't say no, but she just like didn't want to like she wanted my feelings, you know. And then I was like, "Do you want to go on with Rick?" And she was like, yep. like she like put her head, shook her head really fast, you know what yeah. I mean? Like nodded her head. I mean, and then I was like, "Okay, whatever." So then they go whatever, and they have the faster one. This fucking asshole sprays me with water. Because I can't get away from him. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm fucking slow. Yes. And I don't know what the, the speed difference is, but, like, that it, one's... It's about 20 miles. So so the yellow one can do, I think, close to 60. I got upwards of 50-plus, and then it just got a little, a little shaky for me, so I took it back down. The other one gets up, a, like, around 50. Um, I got it up but to it about was, 50. It was never unbearable, though. It was never to the point that where like I felt like I needed yes. to slow down. Yeah, the, the yellow diff- one for sure. There was times where it was like, chop, 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 chop. <sighs> like you know what I mean? You just hit the fucking choppy, uh, choppy uh, waves. So here's here's what I noticed the difference, and and I rode both of them, and when I went with Rick and Scarlett, they kicked me off the yellow one, and I had to I had to take the slower one. It's not so much that it's significantly slower. It doesn't have the the Same get up or what? torque. Yes. So one of the things that I I love and everybody does this. I take the jet ski, I lean out of the turn, I turn and I floor it, and it you do this tight tight ass circle, and then as you're about to hit your own wave, you straighten out, lean back, 
floor it if you can, and it pulls out of the circle and you can like jump your own wake, right? So you're kind of just like doing a donut. It's a little different because you can't just spin out on top of the water, but you're kind of doing a donut and then right as you're about to kick out, boom, you jump out of your own like little whirlpool that you make. With the yellow one, when you're about to jump out, it it throws you out of your, your little whirlpool. With the white one, you just kind of climb out. Like, I knew it was way more powerful when you, what you're talking about. Like, not that I wasn't doing any circles and, like, hitting jumps or whatever. But, like, you know when you're, like, going through them and you see, like, a big wave, you're like, oh, fuck. So yes. you, like, kind of let go a little bit. Yeah, don't let go. Yeah, yeah. That was stupid. <laughs> I found that out that was the wrong thing to do. But it's an instinct. So I let go a little bit. And then I hit the wave. And, you and hit then the I throttle. squeeze it, and it's like, and it just pushes me right through it. And I was like, "Oh shit, dude!" I literally like, for wow. sure, that jet ski could have wow. took off on me. Wow! You hear that? Like where it's it gets free of the water. The water. Well, the 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 jet itself that's spinning. You can hear it when it gets a little bit of air, and the the viscosity of the water isn't there. And you're just wow, 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 and you hear it bunk, bunk. Bonk, every wave hit the bottom of it. Um, yeah, it's, it's, God, it's fucking fun. Um, and then in the morning, a lot of the wakeboarders, you know, they get their, their $250,000 boats out and they make these swells on the lake that, you know, they're probably about two foot waves, but they're these thick waves that, that they generate out. Uh, on a lake, you know, so you're, you're talking about a lake here and I, you know, I, <laughs> I saw Scarlett and Rick jumping on boom, boom, boom. I heard them. And then I went and caught one and just started like riding the top of it, like almost like I was surfing. And then I look over and they're doing the same thing. And like Scarlett's just like hanging on and she was having so much fun, man. Um, yeah, she, she didn't really see the, She's not a smile joy kid. She's just like, should we go fast? Yes. And then you <laughs> hit it and then everybody takes off and she's just like having, like enjoying it. But she's not like a screaming, ha- like she's very reserved in the fun. Maybe because it was you guys. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it was because like even like today she started gymnastics. And she threw a big old cheesy smile. Like she was, I was like, did you enjoy it? And you know, she loved it, you know, yeah. but I don't it might've been just because it was you guys. Yeah. I, I mean, I hope, I hope like when we went swimming at Brody's house and taught her how to clear the, the mask out. And I hope that those are memories that she hangs on to like going jet ski. And I don't know if she's gone before or not, but no, they, I don't think she has just like, Oh, jet skiing with, you know, Rich, Rick, Kevin, like all of those. I'll, I mean, I'll never forget it. I had fun. We went and I had to, I think I taught Rick that he was breaking the law multiple times because he went and flew through this, the area by the rocks. Yeah, I did the same thing. I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I, when I, I didn't notice that I was coming back out. I was like, Oh fuck! This is a wake area or whatever it's called. Like so, Rick and I were arguing over this, and I was like, "Rick, you can't go fast through here." He's like, "I just want to knock the the paddleboarders off the 
So he did. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, you can't, you can't go fast through here. He was like, no, those are rock buoys. I was like, they're not rock buoys. Like, they're cutting across right here, and this is the no wave zone. So, if, for those of you who have never been on a boat or a, a jet ski or watercraft in the in, in a lake, about a hundred to one hundred feet from shore is a no wake zone. It's you got to go like five miles an hour. You can't really take off from the shore. Our friend Rick didn't seem to care about that Not at all. when soaking down people and knocking them off their their paddle boards. Luckily, we did it at a time where it was early enough. There was the no cops. patrol, thank God. Yeah. I don't know when you guys did it. I don't know if it you was did early it, in the morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, it was early in the morning. Probably what Sunday, Saturday, probably. Uh, yeah, and it, it was like nine or ten, like mm-hmm. like still early. Like the cops knew there was no drunk idiots out there, so yeah. they're not gonna go stop anybody. Yeah. I came back with a with a water bottle. We found we found that mm. that. You found a water, water bottle? Found a water bottle. Um, and those old ladies, I think they were lesbians, they were not happy with Rick. Why? Because he knocked them off their fucking paddleboard. They were so pissed. <laughs> About an hour later, they came paddleboarding through the bay where we were staying, like right past. I was like, look for Rick, us? Rick. No, I think they just went. They actually paddleboarded from our bay all the way to the rocks, which has got to be, folks, half a mile. Uh, yeah, it was pretty far. I mean, I don't know what, maybe half a mile, but that's a long way. It was far for the, for the jet skis. Yeah. I told, I told, I told Scarlett, I was like, Hey, those are the people you knocked off on the jet ski. She goes, Oh, <gasps> <laughs> I was like, Oh, well, they're not going to find us. Fuck them. It was fun though, man. I had a lot of fuck. I had a lot of fucking fun. You know, I forget how much I like hanging out the river. Like when we, when we used to go to like the regatta. Yeah. Like, it's just fun. It's just, like, easy, chill, have a fucking few beers or a lot of beers, whatever, you know, depending on what your vice is. We had a lot of... Um, well, I had a lot of whiskey. Yeah, you know, I had a really bad hangover the you, next day. Well, Friday night, you were out early, but you were bad. Like, well, I, I want to say you were in bed 10.30. Yeah, probably. I was exhausted, bro. And you were... It might have been a combination of tired drunk. You know when you're just tired and you're drunk? You, If you look at someone who's tired and drunk, they look bad. I was exhausted. That was you. Yeah, and I woke... And I didn't really even feel like I was that drunk, but, like, I woke up in the morning, my head hurt. And I thought it might have been, like, the pillow. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I just had a nasty headache. And then... Um, I think... I think Rose? Raquel, who's that? I think it's Rose. Oh, yeah. I think Raquel gave me a like an Excedrin or something, and it totally fucked up my head, dude. Like, it, put you to uh, sleep? Yeah. No, it made me it made me fucking yak it. Oh, that was disgusting. Man, that's bad. You know, one of the keys in the door already, Rose. One of the things that that I absolutely absolutely loved about. Going with you, with Raquel, um, I think that the group was so giving that it really didn't matter much. Um, Because we went shopping. We went shopping, for example. And we racked up, what, $350? Easily. At... 
at the store. And then it was like, well, how, how do we want to, what do we want to do about splitting it up? And it was just like, just split it three ways. Like, it's just it's the easiest. Everybody, just, nobody, and I talked to you about this, you know, maybe the day after we came back, but I would say that I felt like I probably should have gave a little bit more. Well, when, you, on a trip like that, though, like, we always feel like we should put more into it than we yeah. than we actually did. Um, but I don't think anybody felt like, fuck, they, you know, they really fucked me over. Like, what, you know, oh, why should I put in, I, I, I only brought one kid, you brought three, like, why are we dividing it equally? It's like, I enjoy... I enjoy spending money and time with people who don't break out a calculator when the bill comes. I heard a story. Was it you? I don't remember. Where they, no, it wasn't you, a shark. And he was talking about how they went to dinner and the bill, like it was, it was in Vegas and the bill was like 1100 bucks or whatever. Right. And they were drinking wine and yeah. liquor and this and that. And usually when you go to like a steakhouse like that, you're looking at about 200 bucks a person anyway, right? Yeah. Um, Depending on how much you drink, too. That's what I'm saying. Like, that includes the drink. I'm saying like you, a steak, and some people, bucks, Yeah, some people then, don't drink quite as much. Either way, though, and this yeah. one person was like, all I had was a salmon. And it's like, okay. And then, and then they put in the exact amount. And instead of, I don't know, like for me, if I, that would have been me. I'd have been like, look, it. I didn't drink, but here's a hundred bucks, or here's, you know what I mean? Like, you still put in like more than probably what you normally would. Because truthfully, yeah. when you guys go out and have drinks, it's never even. Someone always gets oh, yeah. kind of fucked as far as buying an extra round. Or, I mean, am I, can, I wrong? Like, yeah. I mean, if your salmon is forty five dollars, and you're not drinking, if you had a water, I mean, you should overpay a little bit for it. Just for the group aspect of it, but I can understand not dividing that. No, no, I'm not equally. Saying, I'm not, right? Yeah. yeah. But if the salmon was sixty bucks, and with tax or with oh, yeah, tax yeah. and okay. you would have been yeah, yeah. You know, but if the salmon's twenty five, yeah, I can see throwing in fifty. Yeah, that's fine. And I think most people would look at that and go, "Okay, like that's fair. Everybody's okay with that." But it's like those um, people that like. I hate when those people that are like. Well, I didn't order the appetizer. Yeah. It's like, bro. And you didn't you eat the appetizer either. Fair. But yeah. we're all kind of here. Like, it's just, you should have. Like, you should have had at least something just to partake with your friends. Um, yeah, I, I prefer just not to even deal with that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just, like, I, like I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. Like, I think, I think it was, I think it was very nice that we so well, for, for those that weren't there. Which is most of you. Everybody. We went shopping. The guys went shopping. We just walked up and down every aisle and grabbed what we wanted. Um, we overbought, but it was just like, grab it, grab it, Most of it was snacks, it. though, that we overbought. Yeah. But that's because I think. We expected the kids to eat a lot more snacks. Well, but if you think about it, we got like a jumbo bag of chips for each size. Probably didn't need to do that. Yeah. Probably could have got one of those variety packs with the we individual bags. Yeah. But they think those are like learning moments. Um, 
like I remember because I think you put gas in the, in the jet skis or whatever, and then like you know Rick paid for whatever Rick paid for, um, and I mean that in like a way like he kind of just would pay for things and you wouldn't yeah. know about it. Um, so when we woke up the last day we were there, I looked at Raquel and I was like, "Let's go get everyone breakfast." Like, you since know, since you clearly didn't use anything from your wallet the entire weekend, that's very true. Didn't this fool didn't crack his wallet out? He didn't pull his wallet out. One time. That's how good I am. Entire vacation. But I did Benmo everybody like a motherfucker. <laughs> so this motherfucker forgot his wallet. I can't even forget my wallet. <laughs> we go on vacation and he doesn't have his wallet with him. So we left him outside the bar waiting for him to. Yeah. <laughs> no, so we went and got McDonald's and that, I mean, McDonald's alone was like 80 bucks. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I'm, and I'm not saying that to like, you know, not, not it, to brag, but it's just. It, it's did? just like, hey, like I, I felt like I kind of got, I was shorting people. Like I, I was that person, maybe. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know if I was or wasn't, but I personally felt like it. So I was like, let me just fucking buy breakfast for everybody. I mean, I am not. I don't feel like I overpaid for a fucking thing. I can promise everybody out there, I underpaid. No, that's what I'm saying. That's how I felt. Um, you know, it's just like. Looking back at lunch on Friday, I was like, fuck, I should have gotten another pizza. Like, I should have gotten another pizza. Cause it worked out where we didn't have that many leftovers from lunch, but I was like, I should have just got another fucking pizza just so we have plenty. We could always reheat it. It could be midnight snack or whatever, but I was like, fuck, I felt bad. I was like, oh, You know, right, we did cool. the same thing when we went camping. We overbought in some aspects and underbought, underbought in others. Underbought in others, yeah. It's just, you don't know. You don't know what the kids are going to be in the mood for at that moment. yeah. Especially when you're dealing with kids. When you're dealing with adults, like, you know, we speak our mind a little better. You know, like, I want to fuck with this. I want to fuck with that or whatever. Kids are kind of like you have to give them, like, a a, a buffet of options. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, even the little shit that I was like, all right, I'm going to buy the... Because I wanted to buy Scarlett and Drew Kit Kats. I was like, I'll just buy these Kit Kats. Like, I'll buy, and then I wanted some beef jerky. It's like, I'll buy this, the beef jerky and the Kit Kats. And I told you not to buy the fucking popcorn, and you still bought it. I ate a shit ton of that popcorn. Yeah, we had a fucking bunch of ton of little bags. Oh, I didn't know that. I told you that. I wasn't listening to yeah, you. No, you weren't. I wanted cheese popcorn, though. There's the same one. It was the exact same popcorn. Really? Yes. I didn't even see the little ones. Yeah, well, because you... Oh, you brought them. Yes, I was oh, telling that's you. right. So that was another thing. There was you handed me a bag and I put it in the back of my truck. Oh, and by the way, I got the kids um, scooters. Scooters in the back of my truck too. Like right now? Yeah. Okay. Um, you handed me a bag. I put it in the back of the truck. When we got there, I unloaded it. I brought it up, and then I was like, "Fuck!" Like, I want like Yvette. Can I have some of your water? Because I don't have any water. I'm thirsty. I want some water. And you're like, "Get a water out of the bag." And I said. Like, no, like that, those are your guys' water. You brought water up. I didn't even think that you brought it to share with everyone. I was like, no, that's your water. Like, I'm not going to dig into your bag and get fucking water. Just like I wasn't going to dig into your bag and get popcorn or whatever. Not that I remembered it was there, but. Yeah, you didn't. It's like, I guess for me, I'm shocked that there aren't those, like, I don't know how to put it. Like, the, I don't give a fuck. Just take it. Like, you're more than welcome to have whatever is whatever so, I bring up. So we brought these snacks and these waters and these juices or whatever 
for the group, but obviously they they were tailored to the kids because because they were th- that's what they liked. We had yeah. stuff already there, and that's the thing that I, I told Rick the next time we go on another vacation is like for the snacks for our kids, you don't have to worry about it because we'll bring what they like. Yeah, we don't. We go to Costco enough to where we have bulk of this stuff where we can take enough a little bit from each bulk item, put it in a bag and take it with us. Rick is like, nah, let's just, just buy, buy it, it there. there. Yeah. And that's fine. You know what I mean? That's fine. That's but, his style too. Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. I just, we took care of our kids needs as far as the, the snacks that they liked and what they, you know, their vices and you know, what they, what they're fucking like. The only thing we didn't get them was ice cream. Cause they, they'll fuck up some chocolate ice cream. Damn, for okay. sure. Next time I'm going to get them some ice cream. You know, I like to be the, the guy that was like, hey, what don't you normally get So you at like home? to give candy to kids? Yes, I do. And apparently now I'm going to start to give ice cream to kids. <laughs> um, I always remember as a kid when I went camping, that was the time that I got to have all the snacks that I didn't normally get at home, whatever yeah. it might be. So that's why I well, asked. Well, if you're on vacation and you're able to drink a whole bottle of whiskey, the kid should be able to be on vacation and eat a whole box of chocolate bar ice fair. cream or whatever, right? That's fair. No, 100%. So that's why I wanted to get them something that they normally don't get at home or that they really like. And it was like... Someone's Kit Kat's still in the fridge right now I at our house. It's, I think it's Scarlet's. Because I remember when we were leaving, there was an open one. It was half eaten. And, and yep, that one. was like... Whose is this? And I think it was Scarlett's. Yeah, it's it's our fridge now. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it's not what you eat. It's the fact that you get it. Even with s'mores. Like, fuck, how many s'mores can you really... Like, you buy, buy a full bag of marshmallows. How many s'mores did we make? Three? I don't know. I, I don't even like s'mores. They're too messy. I love s'mores, but you can only eat... You should only be able to eat like a lot of two max syrupy sugar. Oh my god! And if you're drinking, like it didn't even sound good. But yeah, and we polished off a bottle of Crown Royal Reserve. That was good. We finished all of it. I, there was like two shots left. With I drank when when we got home, nice. just to take the pain of my sunburns away. But yeah, we drank most of that fucking bottle. Um, we drank most of the bottle of Seagrams. I think we finished your bottle of Jameson. Oh. I fig- I knew that was gonna happen though. Yeah. Um, I caught a fish. It was it was a fucking big fish. It was a large mouth bass, and I'm just gonna leave it at that. Um, it was a good time, man. Like I I I enjoy. I never worried about the company that I was with. And that's a shout out to you and Raquel. It's a shout out to everyone else who was there. Like, it was nice. It was nice. It was. Everybody seemed. Your hands. Yeah, everybody seemed to care about how I was feeling, or that I was fed, or that I was taken care of. Well, to be fair, that sandwich ain't going to make itself, you know what I mean? (laughs) But I think that... I'm only kidding. I actually did get a sandwich made for me, by the way, which is absolutely fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, But I would think that you would probably say the same thing. Everybody was really concerned that you were having a good time. 
Yeah, well, like, okay, so, like, when you were talking about how Raquel wanted to go with you on the jet skis. Um, yeah, by the way, he wasn't awake yet at that No, time. I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but when I did wake up and I went down there and I went on it once, I saw Raquel come out with the baby. And then I called Raquel. She answered. And she, or she, I called Michelle, actually. And then she handed Raquel the phone. And I said, Raquel, put me on speaker. And I said, Michelle, can you box the baby? And she's like, yeah. Like, yeah. You know? So she, and again, my son was totally it's fine. Not, yeah, it's not a. <laughs> it wasn't really, it just it literally is just like, you're just making sure he doesn't like roll over. Yeah. Like, Be there so he can see somebody. Yeah. And. That's not a, it's not a burden. She came down and we went on the jet skis for, I don't know, 20 minutes or whatever it was. It was our moment together. And, yeah. You know what I mean? It was cool. Um, I think Yvette watched the baby for a little while too. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember I was like, what are you doing? She's like, and Yvette goes. I'm watching the baby. I go, okay, bye. She was sitting on the couch while the baby was sitting right yeah. there. <laughs> I was like, okay. I'm go- and I forgot what I was doing, but I was like, okay, I'm gone. I'm like, I think everybody tried to make sure that everyone else was having a good time. Yeah. And when you do that, I think everybody does. I, I, yeah. So, Especially when there's no expectations. Like, I had no expectations. Like, I was like... Uh, Rick was like, we didn't even leave the place. And I'm like, we didn't need to. Fuck that. Why would we? we need to. Like, <laughs> it was gorgeous, by the way. Yeah. Beautiful place. Yeah, we didn't need to. Um, what's the, the company is like, something adventures where you can, book it's it. an Airbnb type thing, but I, I forgot what Big it was. Big Bear Adventures? Big Bear Adventures. I think you could book the, book the houses and stuff like that, but absolutely gorgeous place. Just the view, um, I'm not a city person. You like we've talked about this before. On the way up, Raquel was like, "We should retire here." <laughs> I, I, if I could, I wouldn't even. I would work from there if I could. But I'm not a city person. Um, so that type of environment, trees, nature, that's that's where I feel comfortable. Too many bats. Yeah, yeah. There's a few. I don't want to turn into a vampire. There's a lot of bats. I know the kids were like, you have something on your hip. I was like, yes. Why? Bears. <laughs> Not that I'm worried beats. about bears. Bears love beats. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Not that I'm... I really wasn't all that worried about bears. Yeah, no. But there's... When I would go camping... There's no bears here and you have the same thing. When I would go camping, that was the one time my dad used to let me put an old Kershaw knife on my belt. And Kershaw. I wore that. It's Kershaw. It's a type of it's a type of blade. I wore that knife everywhere. Huh? Everywhere. Like now you're talking like a 7-year-old kid. But it was like we were in nature and I needed did has Vic ever taught to you about his dislike for firearms? Vic who? Our yeah. No, I know he does, but he'll never talk to me about it. Most people won't, and I appreciate that. And I'm not going to, like, if I were ever to go to Vic's house, I would leave my, uh, not that I have a gun, but if I did, I would leave it in the car. Like, it's, I, I respect people's homes to the point where if I'm told something, I won't. Yeah, apparently he had, like, a, conversation with Rick about how um, 
he didn't, you know, he's he's against that or whatever. Yeah. I just thought it was funny because I, I know you guys were cool at one point. Or I'm not saying you're not cool now, but I mean, like, you guys hung out a lot more. We hung out a lot yeah, more. Yeah, and um, um, I just wondered if he ever said anything to you. He's never said anything to me. And like I said, I, if it came down to it, like, as far as I would never disrespect somebody's house. Um, so if if you didn't like Jordans and were like, you're not wearing Jordans in my house, I wouldn't wear Jordans in your house. I may not go, especially if you're wearing them and then you have to go barefoot everywhere. Like, that would suck. You like it. I would. But my my opinion is that there is a reason there's a Second Amendment, and I believe there's a reason there's a first, then second. And I don't know that they're necessarily put in order of importance, but I don't think you get one without the other. Right now, Australia is under lockdown by the military, and there's not a fucking thing anyone can do about it because they gave up their guns. There's, like, no way to stand up and protect yourself. And I think, I forgot when, maybe it was with Steph, and I said, the quote was from Thomas Jefferson, those who, those who turn their swords into plows will plow the fields of those who don't. And this country's got a lot of fucking guns. And there's a mental health problem. People get a hold of them and they shoot up schools and there's their mental patient. Like, they're, they're fucking crazy. I do find it interesting, though, that some people, like, especially in the rural areas like ours, not, sorry, not rural, um, city areas like ours, uh, their argument always is, like, you can't have them around kids. It's dangerous, right? But... Maybe for your stupid fucking kids. Not yours, Rich, but... Maybe, I don't know. But I also think that, like, there are plenty of kids that grow up in different smaller cities where guns are, like, putting your, like, you know, I don't know, putting your shoes on. Like, everybody has one. You hunt. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you understand what's dangerous. Like, I'll do you one better. I fucking grew up with guns here in LA. No, I'm. I'm. You know what I'm I mean. Just like, giving you that as an example. Like, yeah, it's it's not that a kid can't learn to un- understand the importance of that a gun is a deadly thing. Yeah, the safety aspect. Yeah. and and uh, respect for them. I, it, it's the fact that that people that own guns don't teach their kids. They they, they get taught by like their friends. Music or videos. Music, yeah, not yeah. that I'm I'm not blaming rap music or anything no, like no, that, but, but it's but movies, yeah, uh, whatever. Like, they're not. There's not no education with like, hey, this can actually fucking hurt somebody, really bad. This is not a toy. It's funny. Even even my son will be shooting each other with Nerf guns, and I'll see him, and he'll have his finger off the trigger, and I'll be like. Where's your finger? And he's like, trigger discipline, dad. <laughs> so it's like, keep your finger off the fucking trigger. Weird segue, but, you know, even the camping that we did, which wasn't really, really camping. Yeah. I didn't see your kids super like, oh, my God, let me play with it. They were like, okay. Oh, well. Raquel was like, why do you have that? bears wild animals in case you know something happens 
and I asked your daughter, like, hey, or I asked Raquel, like, can I, can we go? I'll teach him, teach him how to fire. And she was like, mm, I don't know about that one. Yeah, she said, you got to talk to his dad. Not you, but like she. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but you know what? If it's not, one of the things that, that in a parenting kind of idea, when you keep candy away from kids, oh, put it up. No, no, no. When you make something um, forbidden, they want it more. So desensitize it? or Well, they want it more. Ooh, I want that. My son is so desensitized to firearms. He re- I remember him reaching over a, a pistol to get a toy that was behind it. Like, I don't give a fuck about that. I want my car. But he also know what, you know, one of the things that I train him to do is load, unload, safely store this firearm. So drop the magazine, clear the chamber, put it in safety, put it down. Like, you should teach your kids every aspect of life. And just because somebody, you know, this is an aspect that you don't like, well, fuck it. Like, you should teach them that. I don't know. You should teach your kids everything. Knowledge is power. We'll be right back. Yep. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for hanging in there with us. We, I took two peas. Two peepees. You pissed twice? I did. I, uh, when I start drinking, once I pee, <clears throat> you know, they say, oh, breaking the seal. I guess. So I've realized, not, not that this is like a fucking revelation. Know, yeah, revelation yeah. of any sorts, but like, I'm getting old, dude. I wake up in the middle of the night all the time now to take a piss. I <laughs> never did that before. Never. Never. Not once. I, I fucking wake up in the middle of the night all the time. I do it. I'm going to say I do it regularly, but not nightly. Maybe once every, once a week. I wake up. I'm like, man, I got to take a leak. I consider it good because I never really drank a lot of water before and now I now that my refrigerator dispenses ice I drink a lot of water and I that's part of it I I will say I woke up this morning and the Cheez-Its box was open and left on the counter and apparently I got up in the middle of the night and ate Cheez-Its you don't remember that nope Mm, interesting I asked my son. He said no. I asked Yvette. She said no. But did your mouth taste like Cheez-Its? They tasted like morning breath. Mm, So probably. (laughs) I like I've done a lot of like, I don't think I regularly sleepwalk, but I know that I, I have before. And Yvette tells me all the time. I have long conversations in my sleep. Nothing that she hasn't left over, so I mean, that's a good thing, I guess. I, I'm pretty sure I don't sleepwalk. I'm almost positive. Um, you snore fucking loud. I though. do snore loud though, but so do I. Like but, it depends. But the kids did say that Tyrone snores louder than me. So really? That's what they said. Yeah. <laughs> I, you fell asleep in a in a hotel room in State Line with me one time. And yeah, we, but again, that's also a drunk snore, which doesn't it's probably really... not that much different. Okay, <laughs> I, I don't know that to be the case. I don't know, but 
I'm just going to go and assume that Say it's that's that probably about the same. Probably, yeah, probably. Um, this past weekend, man, did you watch, you watch the Jake Paul fight on Sunday? Yeah, yeah. Did you, I don't want to spend too much time, but did you think Jake Paul won? Do you think it was a uh, draw? Do you think he lost? I thought Ty, Tyron Woodley won, but I also think that if it, it was close, that if it was any like when it when the when it went to the cards because I kept saying he needs to knock him out because you don't want him to go to the cards. You don't. Yes. If he's gonna get cheated. Yeah. And I don't want to necessarily say that Tyron got cheated. Yeah. No. 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 But yeah. I agree with yeah. But like there was no doubt in my mind that Jake Paul was gonna win once it went to the cards. Once so yeah. What was funny to me is even Jake Paul said like oh my gosh I can't believe a judge gave the fight to Woodley. And I think his his words were like, come on, man, this is my hometown. Well, I understand that there always is like that home field advantage, but really you shouldn't expect it. And, and a judge watching a fight shouldn't give you extra points because we're That's in your hometown. That's why boxing is so like corrupt. Like even with an amateur bullshit ass fight like that, like you're not going to get true judging. Did for me what was interesting was listening to the the shitty announcing. I don't know. I I I watched it on a website I found. I don't know if that's legal or not. Down, download breaking cable, bro. Okay, um, it's totally worth it. The the commentating was fucking awful, like awful. Did you listen to the British commentating? No. Is is there one? Say bye to Cam and and his friend. God, I want to say his name's Jose, but I can't you remember. You right. Um, they, they don't listen, so we're good. Okay. It, the, the commentating alone was so geared for Jake Paul to win. But you know what? Like, I do, like, I, uh, my son asked me, why do you hate Jake Paul? I said, I don't hate Jake Paul. I just don't think that he's the level of boxer that, People are giving him credit for at this time. Well, but he's for someone who started boxing 18 months ago. I do give him credit. Like he is advanced for someone who is a year and a half into the sweet science. And I, but he hasn't fought one boxer. No, no. And he hasn't fought. He hasn't fought anybody that um, is his weight class. His yeah. true weight class. True. Yes. Um, Agreed. D- but do you see... Okay, so take his celebrity status out of it. Someone who started focusing on boxing 18 months ago, would you be impressed at the level that they're at? I don't know anybody that fucking that I've ever seen fight that started boxing 18 months ago where I see him on TV. Okay, fair Typ- enough. Typically, the people I see on TV have been boxing for fucking 10 years. That's true. He looks like he, he's been training for more than it. Like I'm not he looks saying advanced. he doesn't take it seriously. Obviously, oh no, 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 no! He did fight a UFC for two of them. Two. Um, ben asked one, ben. one was yeah. Ben was not a fucking boxer. God, that was sad. And you know, Tyron, you know, Tyron put it on him. He hit him. He, that should have been a knockdown when he hit the ropes. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, he looked shook. And he was gassed after, like, the third or fourth round. He was... Tyron didn't even... Did you see him take one deep breath? So that was one thing that Yvette 
my, my fiance pointed out is Tyrone Woodley looked after eight rounds like he did going into the ring. Sorry, real quick. Marco just put, people are still tuning in. Why do you think? I don't know if he's talking about the fight or our podcast. Either way, they're both jokes. Awful. Yeah. Awful. Um, One thing that Marco knows nothing about, which is jokes. Jokes. Yeah. Um, just like his draft. It was funnier than any set he's put together. Definitely. Um, I, I I give Jake Paul credit he hates the fight. for a couple of things. One, a lot of people hate him because he's a YouTube star. I don't. He's marketing himself, and he is a... Um, he found a market. He's an event. Yeah. I... Hearing his words about, like, oh, don't bully and stuff, I'm going to take him at his words, and I'm going to say that he's trying to help society be better. I don't hate on that either. I don't know if he truly means it or not, but but I'm going to take him at his word and say, okay, like, I give him credit for that. I give him credit for a lot of his post-fights comments with like hey that's a great fighter i'm doing my best uh, you know like he says the right things no in this fight he wasn't all cocky because he got he got he, worked th- this was a fight that pushed him to the limits what did you see when tyron asked him like fuck this let's fight again yeah and it was it was like you know he uh, went you had your chance but no no he went uh, 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 yeah no he was a little yeah, yeah you're he right didn't, you're he right. doesn't want to fight him again but i would say this too if I'm, if I feel I beat you, I'm gonna make you work for it. Like I, I, I already beat you. I'm not. I'm not talking about that. Oh, I'm the, talking about the moment. The immediate answer. Yeah, I. If I'd, you were that confident and you were that badass, you'd be like, "Fuck it, let's fight again." Then. Or you should or be you, prepared with an answer, or right? You'd be like, like, dude, you don't fucking right. deserve a fucking rematch. Hey, I already beat you. Hey, Kevin, work on this because Tyrone's gonna challenge you again. Like, here's it's your Tyron. Okay, Tyron. Here's your like quippy response right whatever, whatever it might be like because i'm sure he, they work he is, is quick witted but like most of us when you're in a position when you're vulnerable in, in the front of the yeah. world and he's probably his head was probably ringing a little bit because he was running around the ring the whole time I, I i think he realized damn i took a big step up i'm not fighting a guy that was a wrestler yeah or a YouTube star or a basketball player. Yeah. I'm fighting somebody that like always smaller than him. Well, most of them have been, yeah. Who was I think uh, I think uh, Ben Askren was smaller? Yeah, no, I'm saying I think uh the YouTube star if I, yeah. No, Nate Robinson. I think he Nate was Robinson the same was No, Nate Robinson was under six feet tall. No, I'm talking about weight. Oh, okay. Weight. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, uh they picked like a catchway for the Ben Askren fight, which was like 185 or 190 or whatever it was. And that's the same thing they did with Tyron. Yeah. But Tyron normally fights at 170. Now, granted, he usually cuts about 20 pounds. Right. And he didn't have to do it for this fight. But Jake had a cut to get to 190. So I, I take it that you think that it was maybe a draw or that Tyron won. You know, Jake won. I'll, I'll just, for the sake of the argument, because that's what the fucking uh, that's what judges the card, said. Yeah, whatever he won. Oh no 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 no! I, I think you and I would both agree. Like Jake won. That's what's going down in the record books. 
it is that it is what it is, mm-hmm. right? The undefeated season of the Patriots, they were a better team, but Eli got lucky on a few throws, and Eli's a champion, right? Like you don't the the year that Toronto beat uh, the Golden State Warriors, a bunch of injuries. Toronto's still champion. Like we're, like you, I'm not arguing with that, but I think really the best team were the Warriors, but they were all hurt. I will say this with uh, Jake Paul, like he's been calling out like legitimate boxers. I I think he's probably going to slow his roll on that now. Yeah. Do you think he's been calling out legitimate boxers? He, he wants to fight Canelo. Okay. Well, oh, 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 oh. Is that not legitimate to you? you? Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. He has. He's been calling out the the best. I don't see anybody even interested. No, no, I'm not saying they are. And that's the point I'm getting at is I took the sentence the wrong. He's been calling them out, and nobody takes him. Maybe he wants to take the fight just because it's to be a lot of money. Yeah, just like his brother fought Mayweather. Yeah, but the truth is, there are levels to this shit. Yeah, and he is multiple levels below. Oh, any kind of legitimate boxer. So, so the eight rounds. That we watched on Sunday. If it would have went ten, I think Tyron would have knocked him out. If it would have went twelve, I guarantee. Like I don't think Jake didn't have the the gas. He didn't have the win. Like no, he looked so tired. That's the difference between a world class athlete, yes, and a good athlete, yes. Though I would say that, like in his prime, Conor McGregor was a world class athlete, but looked. Gassed against Mayweather. Uh, he looked gassed. When he fought Mayweather, he looked tired. But it also might have been that he was just getting his face punched regularly. Okay, too. again, there's levels of this. Yeah. Mayweather's you're, the best. You're, yeah, you're, the you're best. fighting the best in the yeah. world, and you're not even. I get it. And I get it. I'm not disagreeing. You're with a you. mid level fucking boxer. Boxer. Maybe UFC fighter, you might have been a champion. Yes. But you're a mid level boxer, maybe. So my son asked me this, and he said, are boxers the best fighters in the world? And I looked at him and I said, son, there's a lot of MMA fighters that are going to fight in boxing for money. Have you ever seen one boxer get into a cage? And obviously he doesn't have the memory, the, the, the history to put it together, but he was like, no, dad. But I told him, son, they won't last Boxers are great. I, I saw a great tweet. It said, an MMA fighter can go 12 rounds with a boxer. Not one boxer can go get past the first round of an MMA fighter. I don't know him, how many have tried. No, they won't. And that's, and that's kind of, they and won't. we agree. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not. So the new, okay, so back in the day when Tyson was, the champion, right? In boxing. Yeah, in boxing. Ty- Mike Tyson. Yeah, not Tyson Fury, I guess. I, yeah, no. I, just for clarity, it could be Tyson Chicken Nuggets. It's very true, because those mm-hmm. are very good. They, um, in an air fryer. True. Uh, Fuck me. They used to call that person the heavyweight champion of the world. Yes. The baddest man on the planet, right? Yes. Yeah. Now... And it, this is hands down. I don't give a fuck who you are. You could be a boxing purist. You could think boxing is a pure science and MMA is 
you know, street brute. fighting. It's a brute, Oh, it's just a brawl. But the truth is, yeah. the UFC heavyweight champion of the world is now the baddest man in the in the planet. Period. There is no doubt in my mind that the UFC champion will beat the shit out of Anthony Joshua, Tyson, Tyson Fury, Fury yep. in a street fight. So do you remember? No the, doubt in my mind. You remember the movie Troy with um, Brad Pitt and? You know the funny thing is the only thing I remember about that movie is the blooper of the plane going over. Okay, but either way, back in the day they used to send your best fighter against the enemy's best fighter. That way our armies didn't have to kill each other. If I had the choice between the heavyweight MMA champion to send out to fight for my country or my whatever, my island, my tribe, or the heavyweight boxing champion, I want the MMA champ. And what I explained to my son is, look, boxing is a science. It is a... And, and you know, we, he and I spend a lot of time. I go, look, here's the difference. One inch in boxing makes a huge difference because I can jab you and I'm half an inch short from connecting. And I move up a half an inch. Now I'm connecting with your jaw. All right. Now that's a punch. And he goes, why, why isn't uh, Tyron just punching more? I said, because every time Tyron goes to punch, he leaves himself open. That's boxing. You have to choose your punch. You have to choose your, your times. You have to put your combos together. And you have to be ready to get hit because if you go to punch, you're leaving yourself vulnerable somewhere. I said, these guys are only worried about two hands. If I was to be an MMA, an MMA fighter, you got to worry about my hands, my legs, my head, and then just me taking you down in wrestling, right? And, and I think we talked about it before. I think you're right. Wrestling is the foundation of MMA fighting because you could be a great boxer, but if I can take you to the ground, your boxing isn't, isn't going to help you. Yeah, and you don't know how to get up. You're fucked. Now I'm just going to take you to the ground, and I'm just going to lean on you. I'm going to just put my weight on you. And if you knew like a jujitsu, I'm going to work around you and you're going to get choked out. I don't think, I don't think Dana White is as bothered with all of the MMA fighters going into these boxing rings and getting beat because no one is going the opposite way and beating an MMA fighter. I would, they won't even dare. I would love to see somebody. I mean, James Tony did it, but he did it for money and, Truthfully, he got taken down right away, and he fucking got his ass kicked. And it was sad. It was sad. It was, it was like, it was sad. And I think, like, even, even Mayweather partnered with Dana White to promote the fight. Well, he had to because he was under contract with UFC. And maybe he was just paying lip service to Dana White, but he was like, I'll, I'll work with Dana White. Dana White knows how to make money, and Mayweather is all about money. He had to, that's why. You think he was bullshitting? I'm, I'm saying he did what he had to do to fucking get the contract signed. I guess my question is, do you think Mayweather was was paying lip service to Dana White and Dana White's promoting ability? Yeah, they were doing what they had to do to fucking so sell he the fight. So he, okay. 
So you don't think he res- he he? I'm not saying truly... he didn't respect him. I'm saying that both in order in order for him to fight McGregor, which would have in that time was a huge fight that they, everybody wanted to see, oh. even though everybody kind of had knew. an idea of yeah. what, how it was going to end. Yeah. He needed Dana White to sign the, the he needed to the, sign off on the, the seal of approval, yeah. like, and Mayweather wore that. He wore the mask to the ring because he knew, like, I heard that he wore a like a bandit bank robber mask because he knew it was going to be fucking highway robbery for him to make money. So what it was with, with with Logan Paul? There was a couple. There, there's there's been plenty of videos I've seen where he hits him and he sees him kind of like wobbly legs. Grabs him as if they're to like keep him from falling. Keep him from falling. We talked about that on Saturday. I didn't watch the fight because I, I, from my understanding of biology and science, it takes 13 degrees to knock you out, meaning your chin has to just move 13 degrees and you're out based off of like the movement of your head and things like that. Mayweather can knock you out. Mayweather can knock. He can most knock out the out. normal person. Yes, right. There's a reason why Mayweather's never. Mayweather loves money, loves money. Well, his name is Money Mayweather. There's a reason why he's never gotten into a an octagon. It would probably make more money than the McGregor Mayweather. And I think not, you're not supposed if, to, not if Dana has anything to do with it. I think you're supposed to put the. Winner first in in fights, right? So it would be the Mayweather McGregor fight. If Mayweather got in the ring with any MMA fighter, it would make probably double what Mayweather McGregor made. Well, it has to be with somebody with a big name. True, you couldn't just put Frank Jones in. It would have to but be McGregor, honestly. You think just McGregor? McGregor, it had to be like. What if Randy uh, Couture came no, up? Or, or he's too big for him. Mm, yeah, Way we, too big. What's, Mayweather fights like a 155 or something like that, or 165. Hmm. He, Dustin Poirier? I don't think he's that big of a star. I mean, he's a great fighter. So he'd have to find somebody. That, he would have to find like Masvidal ooh. or like. But see, if I was McGregor or if I was Mayweather, I'd want to find someone that's going to stand up with me, not. And McGregor's going to be that guy. Yeah, he's too McGregor's stupid. He would he would just out of pride rather than trying to take him to the ground. Because McGregor doesn't have great ground game, but that's the only way he's gonna beat Mayweather. Yeah. We talked about this on Saturday and and knocked out. Saturday was our fantasy football draft. And I know a lot of you out there are like, oh, God, fantasy football. Oh, football, NFL, da, da, da. I'd like to think that our draft isn't just about football. It's about life. Rich, it's, it's an event. It is, a, it is the hallmark. Spectacle. It's a spectacle. It's the hallmark event that kicks off a six-month tournament. This is the first year that I don't have a team in our league. I I saw what was happening to the purity of our league. I weighed the options and I said, 
that I was willing to sacrifice the week-to-week competition to work hard to maintain the organization as a whole. And so I stepped away. I stepped down from competition, having never Very achieved admir- admirable of you. Having never achieved my true true goal. I mean everybody's goal is to win a championship, right? You took second a couple of times. Never good enough. Um always a bridesmaid, never a bride. So this has been the first year that our league and to my knowledge, any league has a independent commissioner that runs it. What were your thoughts, Rich, thus far of how the draft went on Saturday? Well, I definitely feel like you earned your money for what you got paid for it. God damn. Um, because. Not sure if he's still listening, but fuckhead decided not to show up. Yeah, that's Marco. <laughs> I um, I feel like in past years when the champion, or in my case, when I was commissioner. Several times. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've won twice, but or I've won three times, but twice in the uh, era of you become champion, or you after you become champion, you take over the league. Uh, it's a very, like, thankless job. <laughs> And you got to deal with a, with a lot of fucking, like, emotions and personalities. You know, I was talking to Rick about this on Sunday, after the Sunday after our draft. And so he has to do, for his job, he has to basically, like, route his trucks. Like, so, or, or his, 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 uh, his laborers. Like, hey, you have to go here. You have to go here. You have to go here. And he was explaining to me that, like, this is the hardest part, hardest part of his week because everybody complains. <laughs> everybody has an issue. And then he goes, you know, when I was working and my boss told me, hey, I need you to be in Hollywood on Monday for three weeks or whatever, right? He goes, I don't even know I had a choice. <laughs> I just fucking did it because that was my job. Yeah. And I and I laughed and I was like, isn't it funny that you're dealing with some of the most manly men in this world that, you know, literally break their back for work. And some of them can be some of the biggest bitches and complain about <laughs> the, the funniest things. <laughs> like, oh, I don't want to work with that crew. Oh, I don't want to drive to this area. Oh, why'd you give that guy the job and not me? Are you mad at me? <laughs> and I laughed because I was like, dude, these men complain like about everything. And that's how I feel about our fucking fantasy, <laughs> our fantasy league. If there's something to complain about, we will complain about it. What did you write down? 20% of what is complained about comes from you. That's fine. Yeah. But I'm um, complaining about... When you when you were like, what's Venmo? I was like, all right. 
Like, well, okay. was that a complaint though? No, but it was a sarcastic ass comment, and then I replied in a most sarcastic. That's ass not way. a complaint though. You can't use that as an example. I was being stupid in that moment. Richard asked me what's Venmo, and I s- and I only asked you that because Marco asked you yes how he should send you money. So I spent the next five hours, five six hours, sending him long I text didn't messages. Read any of them, no, I know you wouldn't, but they were thousand word responses to detailed responses to what Venmo was exactly it was yeah (laughs) I was like I know he's not going to read any of this but but the fact that you're going to get a text from me every hour up until five o'clock and it was really all I did was take Wikipedia and I copied and pasted and sent it off to you um I figured I was like my response I think one of the best compliments I got was when Brody said he said, on the real, I didn't know how I should pay Shio for, for the league fees. So, low-key, I text Robert, like, hey, how did you pay Kevin? Because I ain't about to get yelled at on the thread. I told that to Yvette, and Yvette was like, why would he think that you were going to yell at him? And I said, because the last person that asked, I spent an hour yelling at them. And, like, you can't look me up. You can't find me. Like, But, like, it's just funny. Like, when do we stray away from, like... Like, what was so difficult about Venmoing somebody? Like, I don't, I didn't even ask you. I just sent you the money. You just sent me the money. Or, or, Anzel. Like, I'm on Venmo Anzel. Now, I did. There is a preference. There is a preference. But regardless, if I send it to you on Zell, like. Uh, There's nothing I could do. I can't be like, reject it. Yeah. It's easy. Like, and I sent a text to everybody. I said, it's easier for the $5 ads because they're going to come in rapid fire. At least I can sort them by. Richards, Ricks, like it's easier for me to keep track of them. I know people are going to send me five bucks and sell. Like some people are going to do it just be dicks. Fine, like I'll have to work through that. I think Damien was the most outspoken person with, we're going to pay somebody to be our commissioner. I was outspoken about that too. I didn't want that. After the draft, Damien was like, that's worth our money. Like he's worth our money. I don't know how you feel. I told, well, I told you that after uh, after what you went through. With, with and then Marco, on top yeah. of that, the time and effort you put into uh, all the information. And was I not wrong? Or was, oh, I, was I right? shit. I'm sorry. You, fuck. What? I was going to start the podcast out with, you're right. You're right. Everybody loved that shit, right? You were right. So Richard told me, hey, man, you should try and gather some information on everybody's first round draft picks. You know, oh, uh, so-and-so has taken a running back 50% of the time. I was like, uh, that means I have to go back 10 years of history, gather it all up, and, and try and figure it out. I did. So give me a little credit. I'm not saying you did all the work. Richard was right. I just gave people. You know what I, you know what I was, what's the guy that, that, uh, I I just forgot his name. Oh shit. Um, Steve, uh, Balmer. No, the one that jobs, I was Steve jobs. And you're the guy that fucking created the actual Apple, (laughs) like the iPhone. I just promoted it. I didn't do anything. I didn't, I, I wasn't a, I wasn't a, a programmer or anything. You did all the hard work. I just came with the you were idea. the inspiration. I just came with the idea. So I put together. So so I worked for a few hours this week on um, 
on the topic of just week one. And today I posted some one comment uh, about Boise. Literally, it's a two to one ratio. Domination. Dominating Sharky in week one matchups, which surprised me. So I have I have a stat for every day up until next Thursday, which is the kickoff. Um, I take it very seriously because I am taking money out of people's pockets. Mm-hmm. So I have to provide value. I feel confident to say that I have provided value worth uh, worth my pay. So you want to hear what the issue is, though? What's the issue? Next year, you're going to have to up your game. You're going to have to bring more to the table because at some point we're going to be like, we're paying you for the same shit. You're not giving us any new information. I only need to do that for three years. That's very true. Well, that's and a I, lot. That's a lot. I already have plans for next year. It's year three that's going to be a bit of a challenge. Because after that, I will have the, the stock. I will have the, to say, okay, if you don't feel like you're getting value, find somebody else to do it. No one's going to volunteer. No, they're not. Right? No one's going to kick me out. Like, oh, we'll just get rid of the commissioner. But I'm just saying, you're setting your, because if you, if you go too hard in the year one, this expectations are going to be like. That's limited. also why I, I've talked to you about a few ideas that I've had off air. I didn't do them because I do need to kind of sandbag some of the, the efforts, right? And the truth is, like, I've set a precedent. I don't doubt that I will be able to meet that precedent. Who I feel sorry for is when people get tired of me, sure. Who's going to take over? Well, it's like that old saying. You don't ever want to be the guy that comes up after Sinatra. Right? You, hey, you, yeah. how's, Howard, how's the guy who followed Howard Stern doing? Alex Trebek died. Great. The other guy's gone. Who are you going to get to be Jeopardy? Yeah. You, I don't, think, you don't want to be the one following them. And, and I think that's my thing, too, is like, okay, you guys don't feel like you're getting your value? So what do you think? On a scale of 1 to 10, how excited were people about those stats? I would say, okay, wait, 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 wait. I would say, and I'm sorry to do this, but 50%. Okay, that's fine. Because I think six out of 12 people were like, ooh. The other six were so clueless to what, like. They were terrible. They've been terrible. That's why. So You know what I mean? Like, like, Rick didn't give a fuck. some Some of them were cool, though, as far as the stats when you were like, oh, and this person's drafted Arian Foster twice in the first round. Like, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that was like... You thought uh, that was cool? Yeah, for sure. So, like, one of the things I remember is you draft a running back 90% of the time. And I'll be honest with you, all of those stats were pre-your pick. So, what I should have done was done the calculations to see, like, because you would be at 93% now based off of your choice. But mm-hmm. I do only have the capabilities of 
I don't think that was like, it. I think he did right. Like so much prior to well, maybe I should have said and prior I don't even to know who the first pick. receiver was. It might have been Julio Jones. I could go back and look. I'm sure you could, but nonetheless, like, yeah, that, that's what like makes it cool. Is like, dude, ninety percent of the time, Richard takes a running back in the first round. Like, I had a lot of like, oh, so and so never took a quarterback. Today, I, you know, with the Boise leading Sharks 6-3 to three in, in first-round matchups, I've got a week's worth of those. One for each matchup? One for each matchup, and then two random ones, I guess. I don't know. Just... You, know you know, so, like, when they do, like, baseball ones, like, um, they say, like, oh, they hit 300 in the fucking – In, in the October, morning, in, yeah. In the day games or whatever, right? Before noon you, or uh, – you should you should be like uh, when you get to that point like oh you know Brody uh, has a winning percentage of seven hundred in week one games or you know like those would be cool stats it it is I can figure out any number it's really just kind of like well what, what are you searching for like what like that's I think the hardest part is. I can tell you what your percentage of winning is week one. I can tell you what your opponent's week. Like, I can figure it all out. It's just what I'll look at. I'll kind of sort, and I look at row. Like, And I have Excel documents all over, and I'm looking at it. Like, what stands out? So. Well, I definitely think, like, each week, like, you, even if, like, they don't, it doesn't matter. I think you should, like, figure out what people people's winning percentage per week is just because it's like there might be one that stands out i don't know if i'm gonna do each matchup each week no no, i'm not saying to you i'm saying maybe the anomaly or something because honestly i'm not saying promote i'm not saying present it i'm saying but just figure it out like oh i can yeah no that's easy yeah that's all i'm saying is like okay my win loss percentage is fucking seven out of ten okay I'm 70% win or 70% lose or whatever right, that gives me. Right, Very, very simple, like, things like that. Um, obviously, against that certain point, that, that's, like, obvious. Like, It'd oh, they're the 500 30, yeah. or whatever. Um, I, I think here's what – here's what's going to go unappreciated. All of it? <laughs> well, yeah, but let's say that somebody was like let's – say, let's say Ryan – was like, no, I could be a better commissioner. I'm going to give up my team. I'm going to be commissioner. Okay, then I start playing again. Until I'm vacated from my seat as commissioner, I don't think the, the amount of math, evaluation, all of that... Everything that goes into just the simple stat that I said of Boise leads. Plus, you're shark. taking your, your spreadsheets with you. You're not going to have them. Oh, fuck yeah. No, I'm not giving it. Yeah, Listen, if, if this isn't a job, right? Like, if, if you were to leave, you're going to leave the person, like, some help to be, to be nope. successful. I'm taking my phone. Like, you, go ahead and put that shit together yourself. But beyond that, it's like, all right, go for it. Like, take 11 years worth of data right let's not even go over the 10 teams we've had 11 years let's just use a simple number of 10 teams that play each other 13 weeks plus postseason 
Go ahead, compile that data. Put it all together. Now I just want to know week one stats. Like, go for it. What I, what I hate and I love is that I make it look easy to come up with that stat. But I also hate it because I don't think everyone understands the effort and precision that goes into just that stat. I don't want to add something to your list, but like you need to, you need to add a list for pre PPR and post PPR. Oh, that one's because that changes. Yeah, that changes uh, some Mm, some things. A lot of stats. Yeah, especially yeah. There are certain things where me, I've had to look in the mirror and say, Kevin, you're, you're just going to have to accept this. The idea of waiting profit. Okay, well, we only bought in for 100 for a few years. Now we're doing 200. Now we're doing 220. Like, I've looked at that and go, it's not fair. Like, how do I wait? But I also think that's the like, same thing as if, like, Ooh, like, Somebody signs a contract. Dollars go up bigger. Like they're bigger dollars every year. You you can't compare Lawrence Taylor's contract to oh, yeah. Aaron Donald's. It's but just, you do understand that it bothers me. Oh well, yeah. I and I'm sure it bothers it's you guys too. But it's just like when I when I listed out on the binders that were passed out what everybody's profitability was. Like I know in my head it's like. Inflation. I'm not taking into account like the inflation of being in the league. It's because somebody could have won three championships at the hundred dollar league, and then one person could have won one, yeah. and it might equal the same. And wins. to and to Robert and Brody's complaints, like I wish I had information for pre 2011. I, I'll defend myself and say, look, how many people have records back to 2011? Like, I bet you, you motherfuckers out there don't even have your tax records back to 2011. You don't need them. You're right. You don't, but I don't need, we don't need fantasy stats, but I have them. And I wish I had pre 2011. I just don't. How do you think the draft overall went? Because, I'll preface this by I mean, saying besides the fact that Marco beside, beside Marco that, aside, like I'm not going to let the, I mean, the lowest pieces of shit bring down society itself. Fuck you, Marco. I can't believe you bailed after begging. I to digress. get in the league. I digress. We were done by 1030. Were we? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry at seven, three hours. It's not bad. I think it's fucking great, bro. I mean, we mm. took a lot of breaks, which we didn't need to, but we did. More than usual. Well, I don't know about more than usual, but we took a lot of... We usually take about two or three breaks. We did every four. Every four rounds yeah, we took a break. So that's four breaks. Or well, three, three breaks. four, eight, 12, and then when we were done. We got through six... Our friends got through 16 rounds by 10.30. When Yvette showed up, she was like, you're done? I said, Yeah. This is what happens when you put me in charge of something. Like, mm-hmm. it's efficient. We get done. She was fucking shocked because we didn't get done till close to midnight last year. Did we? Yes, I don't remember. I just remember Damien being really drunk. He was really drunk. Um, no, I think, dude. I mean, I'm not gonna like suck your dick or anything, but like, you did, well, I mean, you did a good job. You could. Um, I'd appreciate. I'd give you a dollar. 
I probably wouldn't be that good. I wouldn't even be worth that dollar. Uh, you don't have change. I don't have change for a dollar. You know, like I, like my idea obviously was amazing. So like, you, I'm glad you implemented that. Uh, I am too. Like honestly, like I, I'll suck your dick back for a dollar. So okay, it so worked I, out. I, it was I good. think next year you can add like for certain positions, quarterback and and tight end. Like, oh, typically, you know, Richard average draft position is seven point two for a quarterback. Ah, tight okay, end for that. Ooh, that might be tough. Ooh, what what round does Richard typically draft a quarterback? That's going to be tough. Here's what I will tell you. I have already worked out calculations for next year of the same percentages. What percentage do you draft running back, wide receiver, quarterback, tight end? I've also worked out the calculation to find out what your highest draft position would be. Oh, Richard has never drafted higher than third in our league. I don't know if that's the exact number. No, it's true. I, I drafted first. Richard has never drafted lower than 10th. What, again, I don't know. But, and I've also figured out what your average draft position is. That's what Robert's complaint was because he, he would say that I always drafted at the higher part of the draft. I'd have to look and see what it is. I don't remember, but I did. I already am working out the calculations for next year to figure that out. But that's interesting. What? Oh, oh sorry. Where? Oh, that one might be really. I mean, I can. See, I don't know how you have it labeled on your spreadsheet if you have like quarterback and then the name but if you have the name only the name no i have i I have position too i could i could do it so i think a a one two next year you can do is like in the first two rounds the likelihood of richard drafting two running backs is this a running back receiver is this a running back tight end is this all of it is computable yeah, and and what where my disadvantage is is when you're watching a game and those numbers pop up, somebody goes, "Cool, pull that specific detail up," and it does it for them. Well, there's somebody that like you that did all that work. It's there. It's just how do you specify specifically what you want to see? It's hard pre-draft because if I knew ahead of time that. You're going to take a running back, and odds are you're going to. I could have done all of the calculations. It, it's There's so much data that it's very hard to come up with every scenario that may come up. So I like the idea of, you know, 95% of the time a running back is your first pick. You're, you know, for you, a running back in the first position is, first round is 99%. Wide receiver in the second round, you know, the average round for a wide receiver for you would be 1.6. Quarterback would be 4.3. All of it I can figure out. It's easy. It's just there's so many angles to look from. What would interest people? You know what I mean? Like, I look, I can figure it all out. I can figure anything out. Like, 
I have the data. I've spent hours. Like stupid ones would be like uh, the you know the earliest anybody's ever taken in defense was Brown six. Like you know like something yeah, dumb like that. that like, okay, so random things like that. That's that I can figure out. Those stick out. You have to also remember every like. What's the average round Richard picks a running back, wide receiver, quarterback, tight end? That's times 12. And I have to look at all of the rounds, and I have to literally go to 16 if you want an accurate average. So I do have to temper my expectations because I would love to be able to do all of it, but the truth is is – there's so much information I have to pick and choose what I think people would Want be interested. Yeah, yeah. And I know I'm going to swing and miss. I know it's going to be. But I think fun facts like that are not going to be, you're not going to swing and miss because it's, it's exactly what it is. It's a fun fact. Yeah. You you said something to me at the draft, and you're like, dude, I know you want to be graded. You're doing fine. You do want to be graded. I do. Yeah. Like, I want to know that this is great. Again, that's the Asian name. It is. I think it's really hard for me. I think the hardest part about being commissioned, it's not dealing with this fucking, with complaints and shit like that. I think the hardest part is I want everyone to walk away and go, fuck, that was the best. And I'm going to have to want that's that. That's probably why you keep your girl around. Yeah. Every time. I want it to be the best. I want to be the best around. I, nothing's ever going to bring me down except for the 12 fucking people that run this league. And I know, look, in my head I also hear, you got 12 people. No one's going to be, like, Six are just going to be mad just to be mad. But it's hard. Like, I really want to impress all, all of the people who are in this league. And I think at least three every year won't give a fuck no matter what. Very true. And so I'm already setting myself up for failure. I get that. That's, that's a me issue I have to deal with. I just hope at the end of the day, everyone will say it's worth the money. It's worth the sacrifice from the pot to have somebody handle this because you know better than anyone. Being commissioner fucking sucks. I said it's a, thank- it's a thankless job, man. These fucking assholes. I won't say that because a lot of people did say thank you. Nah. A lot of people. A lot of people said thank yeah, you. You had, to, you had to go through the gauntlet before you got yeah, the thank oh, you. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and I and I started in a hole because everybody was like, I don't want to fucking pay for somebody to do this. That's not true. When Richard could do it for free. the only people that said that was me, you and Damien. I am the one that voted no. I was the only person that voted no. Well, Damien didn't want to pay, but he but he fucking but he voted, voted yes. yes. Yeah. So I don't. But okay. he also voted not for me not to get paid till the end of the year. When did we because, vote for that? Well, that he said that's one of the things he was like, look "No, it. Kevin's not going to get paid till the end of the year." Look at, look at, yeah. look at, check this out. 
just like your fucking vote for the president. You can fucking root for somebody one way, but vote a different way. Yeah. Your vote's your vote. Oh, yeah. And he voted for you to do it. What? And you're doing a job, so you should get paid up front regardless, which I'm sure you have. No, I haven't taken it. I haven't taken my... I've sent you bank statements, bro. You may not have looked at them, but every month I send the... It's it's PNL September. I 100% don't look at it. No, I know. Nobody looks at anything. I... That was one thing that Ryan said that I thought was hilarious. He goes, let's be honest. Nobody read the fucking Constitution. I went, I know. Like, I know nobody read it. Nobody read it. We just signed it. We were like, all right, let's do this. Hours. I spent at least 14 hours. And even when you read it, I don't know what the fuck any of that shit means. It's not the point. That is the point. It's not the point. I did an outline, too. Hold on a second. There's an outline that lists. There is? Yes. I didn't read the fucking Constitution, so I wouldn't know that. All right. Fair. All right, man. Well, I think you did a good job. Thank you, man. Honestly, I, that means a lot. I, I really do appreciate that. Um, you know, going forward, like I said, I think we should just add a little nuggets in there and I and keep it going. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. All right, guys. Till next week. Peace.